5 Minutes with Phil, a daily devotion for people on the go. Brought to you by Tabor Church. Welcome back to the podcast. This is 5 Minutes with Phil. All right, today we continue in the dysfunctional family tree, and we come to the first king of Israel. And what we do know about Saul is that uh, he's he's humble at first, and we you know you see Saul, and it says that he's he's the, uh, he's like the most handsome of the uh, of the whole entire tribe, you know. So I would always picture like uh, the you know like the Disney princes, but in real life, <laughs> right? Like he's he's good looking. I mean, like everything seems to be put together. He's, as I mentioned before, he's even humble at first when he's like, you know, Samuel's like, hey, I'm going to come, you're going to, you're going to be the, you know, the lead these people. And he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm from like the smallest tribe of the smallest family of the whatever. And, and it, it's very similar to some of the way that the humility has worked in the past on others. But here you get Saul and, and I think when he starts to taste the power it starts to corrupt him. And and I believe this wholeheartedly. I mean, this is the same thing that God was uh, warning the people of through Samuel when he's like, the, you know, the, the king is, is only going to be out for the king. The king's eventually going to just own your stuff and take your stuff and not worry about how you're going to get by. And that's exactly the things that, that, that start to occur over the life of, of Saul. And I think it's a little bit by a little bit. I mean, originally he's a little bit humble, he's good, he's, you know, he's 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 ready to try to do this thing that God is, you know, laying before him. But then he starts to to taste that uh, you know, like, oh, they're going to give me the choice meats of everything. They're going to do this. They're going to, you know, like they're going to serve me. They're going to do, you know, like everything that I want they're going to provide and isn't this a wonderful job to have and it's a tough one i mean it's a tough one to be able to see leaders fall no one i mean hopefully no one is rooting for a leader to fall you're hopefully always wanting the leader to succeed but yet at the, i mean and especially leaders on a on a on a large scale, people who have are leading, you know, you know, a nation who are leading, you know, big companies or something that has a vested interest in not being able to to just fail. And you want leaders to succeed. You want them to do well because if they're doing well, that means they're leading people well. That means that there's a healthy environments. And yet what we do know is oftentimes it becomes very lonely for these people who are leading because they seclude themselves, they box themselves off. And it's very much similar. I mean, if you're thinking about people and kings and whoever you you want to be able to put that on, you start to be able to see what is leading them to those positions. What's leading them to even steal away absolute power? And it, and it and it really you know maybe at first it's like no like this you know, I'm blessed to have this job. Um, eventually, it's like 
nobody else can do this job. I'm the only person. And then it becomes, I've got to protect this and do whatever it takes in order to put others down who are trying to be able to come after me. We see in Saul uh, a, a, a this kind of um, dark spirit, this almost like he's possessed later on, especially when David comes onto the scene as a, as a young um, a young man, and God has already you know kind of picked David to be the next king. And, and you start to see the nature of what happens to Saul internally. And like I said, it, it, it's, only, it's like this dark spirit, this possession of his. That, and, and there are certain times that only the harp of David could calm him down. There, there's something about, like, he's gone mad. He's like the mad king who's just looking to secure his own spot to make sure that there's going to be no one who's going to, you know, take over. You know, and this is this is the sad part of of the family tree is that there's madness, there's power-hungry people. And we know that Saul isn't going to be wasn't the first one, won't be the last one, and that this family tree's got some dysfunction. But what we do know is that God is faithful. Even even with Saul, Saul, you know, this wasn't God's choice. He's saying, yeah, you know, like, they've rejected me, and they've decided to go a different direction. They don't want a theocracy. They want a monarchy. And and here's the thing. They're rejecting me, but here, God's like, it doesn't mean I'm going to abandon them. And God still works through Saul. Yes, even when he, he uh, appoints David and has... You know this uh, the whole thing. He he. You know David's anointed to be the next king, but he doesn't even take over immediately. And God's not telling David to go and kill Saul. You know, so David is is having this pursuit, and um, you know Saul eventually tries to kill David. David's on the run. You know that whole thing, and yet God, through it all, is watching out for His people. God's taking care, and He's making sure that he is faithful to his promises. That's how we know this family tree that's full of dysfunction is ultimately led by perfection, and we can be blessed for that. All right, we're going to end there for today. Um, This is what's going to happen the rest of the week. I'm going to take off uh, Tuesday through Friday, and we'll be back next week. So you can sit with this for a little bit. We're going to continue in the dysfunctional family tree, but for now we're just going to take this short break, and uh, we'll be back next week. So take care, everybody.